Hello. We want to thank you for joining our Living Messiah family by downloading this podcast. We hope it blesses you and enriches your life. We also want to encourage you, uh, if you can, and if your heart is so moved, to support this ministry by going on our website, livingmessiah.com, and donating to help us to put these podcasts in every nation, every place, so we can bring these messages to change lives, to help people grow in the Word of God. Once again, thank you so much for being part of our family. Shalom. All right. Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. What I want, let me open in prayer, and then we can uh, get back to our text here in Matthew. Father Yehovah, we give you great thanks, Father. We thank you for another Shabbat. We thank you for bringing everyone safely down from our celebration of Sukkot towards you, Father. Um, that being said, Father, we just thank you. It was a wonderful time, and we thank you for your hand being there and directing us. And then today, Father, we're back down here. We're uh, continually in your word, and we look for your insight and your wisdom as we look at your words, your direction in our lives, and how to incorporate and have that empowerment of your spirit so we may walk these things out before each other and before you, Father. We thank you again for the blood of your son, Yeshua, who's bringing us home. Amen. Well, I'm glad all of you guys are here. So, uh, it's, we're back to the same old, same old, or our, our routine that we're here. So, I'll take the first half or so I'll be going through I'll, uh, to get some talking points. After that, then, if you have any comments or questions, the mic will find its way to you as soon as you, when you raise your hand. And, again, we ask, please, be on point and be brief, okay? We're going to pick up where we left off. Um, and again, thanks to all you who came to Sukkot. It was wonderful. You know, it really was. Wasn't it, guys, those who were able to come up? So I was very blessed, and I, I hope you can say the same, and I think you can. So if you didn't make it, maybe you can next year. And why I'm saying that is uh, because start planning now, and I think most of you got it already, but we have our new Torah schedules, okay, because we're beginning again in Genesis. But the awesome thing about these, what we did, is on the one side you'll see the upcoming feast and the date time. So you can start planning ahead of time. You can see what dates to take off from your employer, or, or if, if it's uh, depending on how it is, start praying now so your employer will let you go. So this coming up, Sukkot, you should have... the. You should have your plans set ahead of time, and it's always good to start um, saving money. So all of 2019 appointed times are on that schedule. So please uh, feel free to take one. And those online, if you're listening, just email me at Ralphie. Uh, I think it's Ralphie at livingmessiah.com, and I'll, sh I'll send you out a couple if you need be. So that's not an issue with that at all. So we left off at Matthew 23, uh, 22, uh, 34. The backdrop um, is in around Jerusalem, and it's the time of the Passover leading, uh, or leading up to the Passover. Yeshua has, has been and has been and is being examined just like the Passover lamb that happened in the, um, the first one in, um, in Egypt. 
okay? So you got to see those similarities that are playing out here. So where we left off was the Sadducees were just, they were just now, they were just silenced, so to speak, by Yahshua because they were kind of testing him on some stuff. So that being said, in this group, also the Pharisees are here uh, present, and they're going to um, bring forth some questionings and stuff. Oh, is it not hooking up? Okay, give me one second, people. I have to do something here. Technical difficulties, so to speak. Um, NDI. I'll turn it off and turn it back on. You got it now? Screen, screen two, Ward? Good to go? Okay. Sorry about that. So, so I was saying that the Sadducees, or I'm sorry, the Sadducees were testing Yeshua, and now the Pharisees are stepping forth and going to test uh, Yeshua. And in that thought process, because the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they always get a bad rap in some sense. But, in, but what they're doing isn't, let's not view it as a, a negative thing, okay? So even, even though maybe some parts we can see that they had a different intent in their heart while they were doing uh, questioning Yeshua. So, but what I'm thinking, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they are questioning Yeshua. We should be doing that as well. And what I mean by that, we should be testing things that we hear that are in and around us, and we should be going back to the text to see if it lines up. So in some ways, they were kind of doing their job. There's this prophet or this, this guy comes out of nowhere. He's getting very popular for the last three years. He's here in Jerusalem. Um, regardless, we have to look at it as like, okay, so that's what they're laying for. They're testing him and his answers, where he's coming from. And I think we all need to be doing that in our walk, okay? So what they're doing isn't a, a necessarily a bad thing. Examining our life and, and comparing it to our Father's instructions, we should be doing that on a constant basis. Yes, John? You know, the, the Torah requires them to do that. Mm -hmm. to examine them and make sure that they're not saying things that aren't in the Torah. So that's, that's what you're saying, I think. Yes, and, you know, and I, why it came to my mind, because, you know, like probably most of you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they're always getting this negative rap that's on them, that they did this, they did that, and then all of a sudden what can happen is like, oh, Messiah was against them completely, you know, and then accept anything that comes out of anyone's mouth. And that's not necessarily what's going on here. So it's just something to think about. So let's continue. Matthew 22, uh, 34. But the Pharisees, having heard that he silenced the Sadducees, uh, were gathered together. And one of them, um, and one of them, one learned in the Torah. And again, which is it the Torah of Moses or the... Uh, the oral law and the Mishnah and whatever, or is it actually both of them together? Either way, did question trying him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the Torah? And Yeshua said to him, you shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. 
This is the first and the great command. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands hang all the Torah and the prophets. So we're going to look at this section of the text and others as well, all right, that are recorded too. So before we start really um, um, asking questions or comments, or let's read math. Uh, I'm sorry, I got Luke. No, not Luke. It's Mark 12, 28. Let's bring that into this whole conversation as well. And one of the scribes coming near, hearing, the, hear, hearing them reasoning together, knowing that he had answered them well, that would be the Sadducees, okay, asked him, which is the first command of all? And Yeshua answered him, the first of all commands is, hear, O Israel, Yahweh, your Elohim, Yahweh is echad, or is one. And you shall love Yahuwah, your Elohim, with all your heart and with all your being, and you, and uh, being, and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first command. The second, like it, is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other uh, commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth. For there is one Elohim, one God, and there is no other besides him. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees are present here in the crowd. All right, so pick that up. So how often, why are they, you know, both of them here are in the crowd are, are looking at Yahshua and testing him. Now here in Mark, it's interesting, the, the, the scribe, comments a little bit further here. So let's read that as well. Okay? This is the scribe saying and commenting back. And to love him with all, you, all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the being and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all burnt offerings, uh, uh, burnt offerings and offerings. And then Yeshua saw that he answered wisely. He said to him, you are not far from the reign or the kingdom of Elohim. And after, and after that, no one was bold enough to question him anymore. So, do you notice one thing here in Mark? Because all of a sudden here, Mark is bringing forth the reign of Elohim. The kingdom of Elohim is associated with the commandments. Okay? Very much associated with the commandments here. Let me go forward. Because Luke, we have this. And see, a certain one learned in the Torah stood up trying him and saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit everlasting life? And he said to him, What has been written in the Torah? How do you read it? And he answered, answered said, You shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 
So all of a sudden, now we have the kingdom of heaven. Eternal life now is associated with the commandments. So there's this direct correlation with the Torah. So I would say it sounds like if you do away do away with the Torah, and somehow you're, then you're going to be doing away with eternal life. Okay? You can't have one without the other. So if you're saying, you know, we don't need to do those archaic commands and all that in some ways, then I guess you don't need eternal life, Right? I don't. I see such a connection with them. And to me, it's very, very clear when viewed. So, oh, our guests—they're looking. Do we got the right spot? Is that what you're saying? Do we have the right spot? Come on in, guys. Good to see you guys. So, so that's what I'm seeing here. And honestly, that's something to think about. If, if I'm not making sense in that sense, but it's your duty to go see if what I am saying here in this text, am I viewing it wrong? That the commandments of eternal life in the kingdom of heaven all are incorporated with each other. And you can't, if you throw away the commandments, you're throwing away the kingdom. That's the rules. You're throwing away eternal life at the same time. John. So where is this in what? the Torah? Is it in the Torah? Yes, let me show you where it's at. <laughs> okay. Oh, hold on. It's not something new? No, it happens not to be. Oh, all right. It's, everybody else so, seems to talk like it's a new thing or something. So what I'm going to show you, which I'm sure most of you know, and those online, and any of our Christian brothers should know this. Because um, there are many places, okay, but here's one of many of one of many places where Yeshua is getting his understanding, and it actually is in Deuteronomy 6, okay? Because that's what we, he just, love your neighbor as yourself, love Elohim, okay? Love your God, all right? That's what he's quoting. He's coming, uh, one of the places, Deuteronomy 6, and I just chose that because it's one of the, maybe the most popular, and it's something that we recite here every every week, Um let me, Joe, let me get your comment, your question, and we'll continue in Deuteronomy, okay? Okay, can we go back? Can we go back to the other one before you change it to Deuteronomy 6? Okay, uh, as, I re- as I read verse 10, mm-hmm. verse 25, it says that there was one uh, learned in the Torah. Okay, then uh, the question is, uh, teacher, what shall I do to inherit life? life? And he said to him, what has been written in a Torah, how do you read it? To me, that's a matter of interpretation, what was being said by Yeshua to this guy. So you're saying that salvation is in the Torah. Well, I see the Torah as a guidebook for us living on earth. It's, of course, that brings in salvation. Mm-hmm. But it's not particularly salvation by itself. Um, let me let me go through, and then we'll entertain that question in a little bit. 
Okay, because where we started uh, off is loving you, um, uh, loving Elohim, and loving your neighbor. What are the greatest commandments? All right, and then what I'm going to do is then see where is he getting that. Okay, and then we'll come back and we'll see because how he's answering here about you know. Um, how should I in, uh, inherit eternal life? It seems like, okay, what's written in the Torah? And he answered and said, you shall love Elohim with all your heart and with all your being, with all your strength and with all your mind. So Yeshua or, or, or this uh, gentleman, he's understanding it's associated. Eternal life is associated with these commandments. Let me go further and then we'll come back. All right. So, so Messiah is getting all this from Deuteronomy, okay? Deuteronomy six, because we be, where we began is, you know, what are the what are the greatest commandments? Okay, what's the greatest commandment? How do I inherit eternal life? Okay, and it seems like both of them have the same answer. So in Deuteronomy six, this is the this is the command, the laws and the right rulings which Yahweh your Elohim has commanded to teach you to do in the land which you um which you are uh, passing over to possess, so that you fear Yahweh your Elohim and guard his laws and his commands which I'm commanding you commanding you you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days be prolonged. And you shall uh, and you shall hear Israel, and shall guard to do that um, that that it might be well with you, and that you increase greatly as Yahor your Elohim, uh, Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you in the land flowing with milk and honey. And then here it is: Hear, O Israel, Yahweh your Elohim, Yahweh is a God. That's exactly how Yeshua was answering. What is the greatest commandment? The, or what is the first of the commandments? And you shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your, with all your being and with all your might. And these words which I commanding you today shall be in your heart. When we were at Sukkot, I was going through this, how, what was written on the heart. It is written and written on the heart how they were associated, and it all goes back to one and the same thing. It's these commandments, okay? Then uh, seven goes on, and you shall impress them upon your children, and you shall speak of them when you sit in your house, house, and you shall walk by the way when you lie down, when you arise up. And Again, this is what we proclaim as our declaration of our faith here. Um, uh, bind them with a sign or on your hand. Um, put them on your gates. They should be before your eyes. So here it's just start going, as it goes further, it's telling you how to do these things, how to physically, where they should be in your hand, okay? Now Leviticus um, is interesting. Leviticus 19 follows up with that loving your neighbor as yourself, okay? Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the children of your people, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahuwah. So the Torah shows, what I'm saying is the Torah is showing what is love. Because if that's what Messiah is answering, what's the greatest commandment is to love Elohim. 
Yeshua is going right back to something that's already been established. Joe. Yes, uh, would uh, verse 6 be the uh, oral Torah as well as the written Torah? Um, what do you mean? Here in Deuteronomy? Well, it says, uh, today it shall be in your heart. To me, that sounds like it's the oral Torah. No, uh, this is out of Deuteronomy 6. This is what has been written. You know, well, that's what I'm asking. He said, and these words, what uh, Yeshua's already claimed, but there was the oral Torah. Oh, no, he's referring. I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. No, I, yes, I believe um, Messiah is referring back to the written Torah because of the quotations, what he's saying. Hear, O Israel. That's direct Deuteronomy written down that you, both you and I can see and everybody else can look at. Rather than a Torah of traditions that I may not know or whatever, this is written down. Yes, Messiah is specifically going to what has been written. Yes, Wanda. I think he mentioned in the scriptures, right? Yes. And you the have scriptures that. is referring to what's written. What is written as well, yeah. yes. And also I wanted to comment just quickly about the, his being examined. He had to be examined as the lamb. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad, yeah, because... They're examining. They're, okay, where are you getting this from, you know? And that's what I try to do to myself and uh, with you guys. I'm bringing forth, you know, you, you guys are putting me on the spot, and I should be on the spot. That um, This is what I've gathered for us to look at, you know? You know, so we all need to be examining what we're looking at, how we're going to understand it, and how we're going to walk this all out. So Messiah, he, that's what he's going back to. He's going back to what has been written. Um, so with that little background, a little side trail, uh, uh, sidetrack, let's come right back to, um, let's go back to Matthew where we started. Okay? Oh, I got that. Should have been a little bit more space there. Sorry. But the Pharisees, having heard that he silenced the Sadducees, uh, were gathered together, and one of them learned in the Torah and uh, Joe, I think that's where we established learned in the Torah because what he's about to say shows it is the written Torah. Uh, did question him, uh, question, did question trying him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the Torah? And Yeshua said to him, You shall love Yahuwah your Elohim with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind. And uh, this is the first and the great commandment. Now, the one thing is, right here, um, this, the, the Pharisees should, might be, you know, what is, his comment, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the Torah? Now, he could be meaning both when he's talking to Yeshua, meaning the written and the traditions and all that. But if he did mean that, that's one thing, but Yeshua takes that. And he goes right to the written. I think it's very clear where Yeshua takes it, whether the Pharisee meant uh, within our Mishnah and our traditions that have been written down. Yeshua gets around that quite quickly because of how he quotes and what he quotes, okay? Because that's out of Deuteronomy. That's strictly out of Deuteronomy. And then this is the, the first and the great commandment. And the second is like it is you should love your neighbor as yourself. But it's interesting how Yeshua goes on here, okay? On these two commands hang all the Torah and the prophets. 
Now, that's interesting. Now, coming up from the background, and many of you may hear this, and uh, or maybe there's a thought process or, uh, or what I'm going to address. It might be where, where you're thinking. Yeshua only saying there's only two commandments that you ever have to do. And that is to love Elohim and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the problem with that, okay, the, how do you love God and how do you love your neighbor as yourself? Okay, so Yeshua just didn't give you, you know, away with everything else. Let me, guys, just love your neighbor and love God. What does that look like? Do you do what is right in your own eyes, how to love your God and love your neighbor? Because I'm sure all of us know a neighbor or two loving us, and you know what? That is wrong love that I'm feeling from you, right? So who determines what this is? I have Jerry in the back here. You know, the thing that's interesting about this to me is that I spent the first part of my career with God thinking I did that mm -hmm. in the Christian church, you know, because I, I would say, yes, I do, I do, I know, I just, I never bothered to stop and ask myself what's it look like. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was later that I realized that those two things embody the Ten Commandments and all of the Torah. Yes. Thank you, Jerry. And then John has his hands up there. Just a quick note. They should underline all. Hang all the Torah. Well, what should it mean? Right. It isn't just those two. It's all the other commandments. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. John's pointing out, let's say if we underline the all and we change Torah to instructions and teachings. Okay. So all of a sudden, oh, you know. All the commandments are basically all the teachings and instructions that he's been given us. So it's all of them, just not the ten. And I think there's a little bit more that comes out of the ten. He's just, in my eyes, I would suggest Yeshua is just summing it up. You know, he's just summing up everything. All right? In this, and we have, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Polly. I have a thought about this. It might be a little stretch, but when you use the word summing up, that's what comes to mind in verse 36 when I see the great command. Yeah. I often wonder if when he's asking which is the great command in the Torah, mm -hmm. if it's not referring to the embodiment of the ten broken down into the first command and the second command, meaning the summation of the first five always reflect to man and God, loving God. Yes. And the second five on how to love our neighbor, how to treat our neighbor. So I often look at this when it's saying, which is the first or the great command of verse 38, the this is the first and great command and the second like it. I always go back to the tablets, what's been written on the tablets, and wondering if that is the summation of the great command. Because as Jerry often points out or refers to back in our Tuesday night Bible study, 
um, I forget how you worded it. He could word it more eloquently. But, you know, the word love is broken down into, you know, it keeps being broken down into this greater aspect of how to love God, how to love our neighbor, and then it's broken down further. But if we go back up the funnel to the top of what the great command did, it always starts with love, which is God is love. So the summation kind of, the word summation is what brought me to that thought. No, I, Polly, actually you're right on. And that's what I think that I honestly believe is what Yeshua is saying here. And we have to understand it from that perspective. So everything's hanging on this. Um, and something else I looked at, love the commandments. If one dis, uh, disregards the commandments, they are actually doing away with love. Because if the commandments are what define what love is, and then all of a sudden we don't need to do them, you're throwing away not only what love is, and remember, Elohim is love. So somewhere along the line, you're throwing away Elohim and you're throwing away his love. Pat. We're learning that the Hebrew concept of anything is shown in deeds. So the other eight commandments written are explanations of how to act it out. No, it's awesome. Thank you, Pat. So this is awesome. You guys are, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's wonderful here that uh, coming out of your guys' mouth, you know. So I have, you know, love is defined by him, not us. Actually, everything is defined by him, not us coming in and with our own definitions on things. And that's hard. And I'm sure all of us are learning to redefine what we're, <laughs> redefine how we're thinking and uh, what we're doing. Paul. Uh, I'm going to liken it to something that might be a stretch. It's kind of like uh, construction workers going to a job site and they say, we need to build this building. And they show the final product of what that looks like. And then everyone runs off in their different direction, doing what they think needs to be done in a proper order to build whatever structure that's there. Mm -hmm. There are instructions. We liken those instructions to the Torah. We liken the architect of the Torah to Yahweh. So he's saying, look, if you're going to have a relationship with me that's going to be based on love, then I'm going to show you how to build that relationship with me. And one of the first things that you do is that you love me this way, and then you love your neighbor this way. And everything else hangs on that. In other words, this structure is the guidepost, the yeah. solid thing that's going to hold the weight of every other structure. It all comes back to this basic instruction, but I'm going to show you how to go about doing these things in various circumstances so that you don't have to run and guess and each one run off and say, well, I do it this way, I do it that way. And the law and the prophets, that's why it says, hang on this. This is, in lack of a better term, the foundation for everything that's there. I, uh, thank you, Paul. And I think that's a great analogy because and some ways, as you were talking, Paul, what I'm hearing is he doesn't need to write specifically in the Torah, 
the speed limit is this and you better obey, right? We, and what, follow me here, we can look at something that can be harmful and dangerous based on the foundational principles of life or whatever. So things doesn't necessarily have to be written out. We should have enough, enough own reasoning based on those foundational things to come up with other things that he's not mentioning on how to guide us in our life. And there's a lot of things out there, I think, that really scream at that. Uh, I know maybe that's not a good example, but brother? Well, since you mentioned that, I'll start with what you said. And the thought that was in my mind is the law will be written on your hearts. So if you truly love him and seek him with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, it will be written on your heart. You, your spirit will identify with truth. And from my point of view, uh, of course, I didn't start even considering the Sabbath was a day that he wanted respected for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And the biggest change in my life is when I realized what it is to be all in everything, <laughs> which is the first part of this. I mean, sure, yeah, I love, you know, but do you love me like he talked to Peter three oh. times over and over and yeah. over? Uh, <clears throat> so you have to be brutally honest with yourself and are you all in and continue to seek him and the truth will be written on there. And if it is to obey the 65 mile an hour or not, you will know. Yeah. And also, uh, one thing that's an issue with me, and quite frankly, I'm not totally sure that we are to maintain all the feasts down to the letter. But that being said, I do and did and, and feel it is most beneficial as far as practicing and understanding, but more so important than that is what do they represent? I mean, really, during that time, what is this about? What does it represent? And keep seeking him there. And for me, a lot has been revealed even this year. And from the first time I started doing atonement three years ago, very, very beneficial to observe a day whether it's the Zadok calendar, which many people are now mm -hmm. running around saying, and, and they were like almost a month off of what was practiced here, and I'm a day off of what you all practiced. So what I'm trying to say is we can't let some of those details that are not clearly defined here be law. In other words, between me and you, if I observe this day and you observe that day because from what we've the best of our ability have tried to maintain a relationship and get revelation on to how to act under what laws that apply to us is based on what's written on our heart, depending on where we're at in our walk. There's a lot of children that don't understand the law, and that's what I think Paul or Peter referred to, little children young men. Yes, yes. So there's a maturing process, so you have to allow the child to grow and learn to hear and direct him to 
to get the truth from the Spirit. So no, I, that's... Uh, thank you. Because if you don't mind me adding to this and tell me no. if I'm summing it up, what you're saying is when you get out and you actually physically do the commandments, you start to learn more about your God by physically doing those. And then ultimately, you start figuring out, wow, what is written actually on our hearts, we have to copy it from something. We don't inv- and we end up seeing it's a copy of what we were looking at, and that's what needs to be copied into us. And then when we do it physically, I'm sure, I mean, with me, the years I've done it, every year you find new things because I'm going out, and he says, go out and do this. And like you said, there might be some things in there we just can't uphold the temple, and you can go on and on about certain things. But I'm going to go, I've found more out about my God by stepping out and doing those things instead of just a mental exercise and, oh, that's kind of cute and fun, but doing it. I agree with that, and there's one last thing I'd like to share. Uh, I really find this particular passage very, very um, moving and important, and I have done some word searches on the words first and second, and I actually don't believe they should even be used. And in other words, what I'm trying to say, it's all one great commandment, especially if you go from the mark and start with, Yeshua answered him, Hear, O Yezreel, Yahuwah Elohanah, Yahuwah is one, and you shall love the Yahuwah Elohah with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Likewise, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater. And then just calling this all together as the great commandment and not getting so much into this first and second type of thing, thinking. With the Greek words, I did not uh, use something that's illegal by doing that. First and second also means the words that I've read, and this is from the cipher that I did take the translation from. And so I would like people to think not so much first, second, but all is one great commandment, all mm-hmm. run together. Not So it's just one. No, I would agree with you. I Thank you, brother. No, I would agree with what he's saying because... Um, Let's let's. I got a couple more slides here. Let's put this um, in perspective in some sense because we're talking about love and we're talking about the commandments. And I think I may have covered this all right Uh, because we all know. Oh, you just need love. Do we hear that enough in society? Right. Well, and I've already pointed out that somebody's idea of love is much different than somebody else's idea of love. So we do need a foundation of what that love is. So, on these two commandments hang all the Torah and the prophets. And I'll go through this real quick so we can finish up here. Exodus 31, and, he, um, and when he had ended speaking uh, with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of witnesses, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. And we're going to bring in exactly what Polly was talking about because it's a very important point here. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain and... Um, 
And in his hand were the two tablets of the witness, tablets written on both their sides, written with, uh, written on the one and on the other. The tablets were the work of Elohim, and the writing was the writing of Elohim engraved on the tablets. So bottom line is our God wrote these down, okay? Half is about Elohim, loving Elohim, and then the other half, like Paul says, is loving your neighbor. So how do you love Elohim? You love your neighbor. How do you love your neighbor? You love Elohim. You cannot separate them. There's two tablets, both sides, echad, one. Sounds a lot like our God. Sounds a lot like a marriage, doesn't it? The one thing up at Sukkot that I didn't get to finish was this written on your heart. Oh, the word written, the word ketubah comes from the word to write. And you know what it basically means? A written thing. That's all the, con- all the, marriage, con- all the, the marriage contract or the ketubah, all of it. All it just means, it's a written thing. That sounds quite familiar when it is written. Yeshua is going back to what was written. Whether you want to look at it as the ketubah, or it's just the words of Elohim telling you what is and what is not. What is good, what is not. Okay? How do you love your neighbor? You love Elohim. Both of them work together. What did the prophets proclaim? What did the teachings of the um, teaching of the Torah? Uh, the the prophets proclaim the same thing. Because if everything hangs on the prophets as well as the Torah, what did the prophets say? Return back to what? What has been written? Turn back to my commandments. Turn back to my commandments. So return to the instructions and do them. That always goes back. So Yeshua did not give two commandments here, like our brother saying. He didn't come up with just, these are just two commandments for all of you, and you don't have to worry about anything else. I'll go with that. Yeah, he gave you two commandments, but you better know what those two commandments are and what they're associated with. They're associated with love your Elohim and love your neighbor as yourself. And he defines what love is and how to love your neighbor and how to love him. So that's fine. There's two commandments. But how are you going to do that? The only way you're going to know how to do that is pick up the Old Testament, go through and see how we love each other, how we love our God. Because if, if you're just saying love any way you want to love, then like I said before, eternal life's not connected in there. The kingdom of heaven isn't connected in there. So you better learn what he defines, what he defines what love is and how to do it. And there's only one place you can go to. And I'm sorry, Yeshua pointed us to the Old Testament. He didn't do any New Testament things. He didn't point us forward. He pointed us back because that is before our eyes. That's what we can see. We can see our failures. We can see where they did accomplish things. And that's what we have to do, sister. In the New Testament, 
It's First John three sixteen explains what the Old Testament is saying, and that is, hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Um, he also says in another place that we... Um, uh, I guess that thought has slipped my mind. But anyway, uh -huh. that's important. First, first John 3.16. It's interesting. I do have a quote from John I want to bring up. Thank you, sister. So to love Elohim or your neighbor... It's the law. <laughs> In some way, that's the law. Okay? That's the instructions. That's what we need. So um, if we apply it today, we must... Uh, how do I... So Yeshua, he only reinforced what already was. It applies today as it did then. Messiah Yeshua didn't set them aside... Or did, uh, or did away with them. He showed how you uh, showed you how you can learn and live in those commandments, or learn to live in His love. Because you all know, you know, do you remember um, John fourteen fifteen by chance? I bet you will. If you love me. This is what Yeshua said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So, again, what commandments is he talking about? Okay, let's go. Yeshua only said two commandments, love Elohim and love your neighbor. And again, we went through that. Where does that bring you? Regardless, however you want to look at it, you know, I'm more with my brother. There's one commandment, love Elohim. Hear, O Israel, hear and do, love Elohim. Okay, you want to? And love your neighbor as yourself. Again, it still brings us back. We have to go back to where it has been and how it's been defined. I have to close in prayer. So next week, if there's any kind of comments, hang on to them. We'll come next week. And now the uh, next we're going to see the Pharisees going to start talking about uh, the uh, King David and how Yeshua fits into this whole picture. So that will be next week. Father Yahweh, we give you great thanks. Father, we thank you for your love, for your commandments, for your guidance, the empowerment of your spirit. Father, as you know and as all of us know, we need your help to understand your commandments. We need the empowerment of your spirit so we can love you and so we can love one another, Father. Father, we have none of us have mastered this and we... We need your help, Father. We are here and we are willing. Have mercy on us, Father. Father, we trust in whom you sent. We trust that it is Yeshua, your only brought forth son, who shed his blood and is bringing us back to you. Both in our mind and within our being, he sh you're showing us your love, your commandments, the way of life that leads to e eternity. We thank you again, Yahuwah. Amen. And thank you for your time, everyone. And those online, uh, make sure you come right back for uh, the, the other service in about 20, 25 minutes. Shabbat shalom, everyone. I'm glad all of you are here.